Glassers. It is the end, the grand finale. The end of the 2020 Maximum Fun Drive is tomorrow. Wow, Mallory, it has been an amazing couple of weeks. Like, Four, more than a couple yes. of weeks. A lot it's of weeks. It's been amazing four weeks. <laughs> so what all have we done for the Maximum Fun Drive so far? We did, we we filmed uh, tours of our home libraries. Oh yeah, that was super we fun. We did a live book club for a short story. Mm-hmm. We did multiple live streams. One where I had to read the first book of the Bible and explain it to you. And I discovered that Veggie Tales was a Christian story and it just blew my brain open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We also did a live stream where I had to read the first chapter of Sense and Sensibility, and now I have to read the whole thing because we reached that goal. We are going to have to record some behind-the-scenes content and some Sean-tent to do an interview with our amazing sound engineer, Sean. And most excitingly for us, we launched the Reading Glasses Slack channel. Wow. We love this Slack channel. It is so much fun, but the only way that you can be a part of the Slack channel is being a part of the Maximum Fun Drive. That's right. If you give to the Maximum Fun Drive at any level before tomorrow, it ends tomorrow. You don't have a choice. Tomorrow is the last day. That's all. That's all. Send us your receipt and we will send you a link to join the Slack channel. It's private. There's a lot of people in there already. So it's kind of like Facebook, right? It's like, I'm still learning to use it. I had to, it was an, it was an uphill battle for me. I just learned how to do, how to join a thread. Um, but you, there's a lot of little <laughs> different sub channels. You can go and see, go to the snacks channel. You can go to the wheelhouse channel. You can go to what I'm reading channel and you can talk about all these things with the other glassers. I will say it was pretty funny that the first thing that Bria did was go right to the snack channel <laughs> and ask for some snack recommendations. I needed some slack, some snack slack recommendations. You can go to the snack slack. It's a lot of fun. But again, so you can only be part of the slack channel if you are a member of Maximum Fun that supports reading glasses. We work really hard to put out this show every single week and you can help us do that. You can help us pay our bills. You can get f- gifts like the amazing, uh, library user pin that's at the ten dollar uh level that we are obsessed with and i think is really cute so but you can get all of this stuff right now you only have one more day go to maximumfun.org slash join to help us make the show to be a part of the slack channel to get stuff to get behind the scenes uh bonus content y'all have been so kind to us so far we really appreciate it we appreciate you listening to us talk about this we know it's annoying we feel annoying doing it but y'all have been so sweet so supportive um even you know we got a shout out last week on on the professional book nerds they are on the slack channel and they said you should go join maximum fun so that way you can go and be a part of the reading yes, glasses. If you want to channel. talk to Adam and Jill from Professional Book Nerds. Just so you know, I accidentally just called <laughs> it, was it a lot of fun. I, I accidentally just called it the snack channel. The the reading glasses snack I channel. I think we should just keep calling it the snack channel. <laughs> it's been amazing. We really appreciate it. You have till tomorrow. That's maximumfun.org slash join. You have about 24 hours from when you hear this uh, to join. You can still be a part of all of this. You can still help us out so that we can keep going so that this podcast can live in the cloud with Jesus or wherever it lives and pay for all of those things that cost so much money and help Mallory and I (laughs) to make a living. (laughs) It is funny to think of like a cloud and there's Jesus and he's on the reading glasses Slack channel (laughs) eating snacks, (laughs) reading an ebook. Somehow all these things happen in the cloud. And he's like, what am I reading? The Bible. (laughs) He's like really happy that Mallory's reading the the Bible. (laughs) So thank you so much for putting up with the past few weeks of of Maximum Fun Drive. Thank you so much for all of the overwhelming amount of people that have helped, have signed up 
to support us every month. Help us make the show. Help us pay Sean. Help us pay our bills. Help us eat. It really means the absolute world to us. So that's MaximumFun.org slash join. You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. I'm already laughing. This episode, (laughs) we're doing it. We're doing an episode about bird books. (laughs) Y'all asked for it. We're here to deliver. But first, what are you reading, Bria? <laughs> Mallory, I just finished a book last night that was keeping me awake. That I said, you know, I'm just going to take take an hour and finish this book because otherwise I will never sleep again. It's called Lakewood. You would love it. By <gasps> Megan Oh my Giddings. God, I heard, it, I heard this book is so good. Yeah, it, um, I'm looking it up right now. I did not realize it was a debut novel. Um, uh, it is about a woman, uh, a college student, and she lives in Michigan. And um, she... Her grandmother dies and her mother has had an ongoing illness for a really long time. And it's like kind of not diagnosable, but she like has cognitive problems and sometimes she has physical problems. And um, essentially her grandmother dies and she she kind of they both get thrown for a loop when that happens because the grandmother was really helping them out a lot. And um, then this character, the main character, Lena, gets a, a random offer to be a part of of this um, experiment. And it's a it's a medical experiment. It's a, it's a memory experiment. It's happening in this place in this town called Lakewood, really near where she lives. And it's re- it pays well, and it will cover all of her medical fees and cover all of her mother's medical fees. And so that's a really big a really big reason for her to go do it because because her mother has such high medical fees and her mother's never had good medical care. They've never been able to afford good medical care. So she goes. She drops out of college and goes to do this medical uh, experiment and. Ugh, it is really hard to read. It is um, what what she thinks it is and what it gradually becomes are two very different things. And yeah, I'm sure you can imagine where that goes. It has like some science, science it's a little borderline science fiction, but um, uh, only only parts of it. But it, it's, it, it very much is, is taking from the history of, um, of people uh, experimenting, uh, of, of American, uh, American black people being experimented on. Uh, and companies experiment- experimenting on them uh, throughout history, in- including the government. So, you know, the Tuskegee experiment um, being the one that they talk about quite a bit. But there's been a history of this. And this is sort of like, what would this look like happening now? It does not feel unrealistic. It feels completely realistic. Um, Lena, the main character, is black. Um, she- all of the people in the experiment are people of color, uh, with the exception of one. And so... They and all the people running the experiment are white, and it's this just very true to life uh, uh, look at what this would look like. It does, like I said, it has like science fiction elements, but there's nothing in it that you're like, oh, that wouldn't happen. Like it's like all feels like <laughs> that's what was so horrifying to me, where I was just like, oh my god. And you want her to get out of there, but like you know, she's staying there because because of, of the money. And as things unfold, you know, it's a gradual unfolding of things. It is fantastic. I'm not giving anything away by that. A lot of stuff happens. It's beautifully written. Uh, it's going to be one of my favorite books of the year because it disturbed me to my core. I cannot quit thinking about it. Amazing. Uh, what are you reading, Mallory? 
So I am reading a book uh, called Boys of Alabama by Genevieve Hudson. And just trigger warning right off, right from go. And I apologize to all the folks in the Reading Glasses Slack channel. Because in the Slack channel, there's like a now reading uh, thread. And I was like, oh, I'm reading this book when I just started it. And a few people were like, oh, that sounds great. Super trigger warning for animal abuse. Mm. It like... It, it took a little bit into the book to, to come up, um, but it's one of those things where now I, I'm halfway through the book right now, and now I know as soon as I ta- start talking about an animal, I skip that paragraph, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it is a little bit tough to read, uh, but the book so far is amazing. It's about this family. It's a mom and a dad and their son, Max, who is like a 16-year-old kid, and they're from Germany, and they m- move for Max's dad's job to Alabama, middle of nowhere, Alabama. And so it's this really fascinating look at like Southern toxic masculinity because Max is gay. Mm. And it's a really interesting look at him trying to learn how to be a man in Alabama. But there's also a very interesting, like supernatural, magical realism part to Max that I won't spoil, but like something that Max can do. Uh, but it is really funny, like him trying to learn like American slang and like trying to figure out how to be on the football team while at the same time, he's just like, this is all fucked up. Like, mm. What is wrong with Americans? Uh, so it's this, it's really, really interesting. It's not an easy read, uh, but it, the writing is beautiful and it's a really, really cool book. So that's uh, Boys of Alabama by Genevieve Hudson. And mine is Lakewood, a novel by Megan Giddings. Uh, So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. And I do actually want to chime in real quick. Uh, Adam uh, from Professional Book Nerds chimed in with an extra hot book tip, uh, piggybacking on off of one of the hot book tips that we got during a previous episode uh, a few weeks ago. So hot book tip from Adam. Wow, wow. He says that if you, wow, wow. Um, Adam says, <laughs> can we Adam just call it, start Jill, calling them wh- whales? Well, no. And then he spelled that. W. That was my very tired. W A E. My very tired, like, uh, hot book tip noise. Um, but Adam told us that, if you want to, because one of the, the hot book tip that he was referring to was someone who said that if you have a book on hold on Libby that, as an audiobook, you can test out the narrator yeah. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And Adam was like, you don't even need to have that book on hold to do it. You can test out any audiobook and listen to the first like chapter or so for free, even if you don't have a library card. So even if you haven't haven't connected your library card to Libby, you don't have a library card yet. If you were looking to buy an audiobook from anywhere, you can go on Libby. And listen to it and, and, and test it out. That's amazing. Adam also like re, like posted in the in the group and said, I, I can talk to anyone. If anyone has questions about Libby or Overdrive, like let me know. But I was like, man, I, that's going to, you're going to open up a can. People are going to have questions. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's amazing. Uh, so thank you, Adam. Um, but so uh, for some listener emails, Ashley wrote in about an e-reader alternative that we had never I heard know. of. So Ashley says... A few weeks ago, I went on the hunt to find an e-reader that fit my needs. I actually ended up buying a books. Yeah, like book books, but it's with an X, B-O-O-X. I don't know, books. Oh, so should I say books or books? Do books I- sounds really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> do you want to sound stupid or not stupid? <laughs> I don't know how you say it. Maybe books is the, it's what a ghost Yeah, reads. yeah. They, <laughs> what a ghost reads. Books. It's just bookie reader. 
Okay. I didn't even I didn't even realize that it was supposed to be pronounced books. I don't know if it does. I don't know. This is just a guess. I was like books. That sounds weird. Either way, it's spelled B O O X. Uh, so I actually ended up buying a B O O X e-reader because I couldn't be sure if any of the Kobos would allow you to download other apps besides the ones built in the e-reader itself or listening to audiobooks. I think it depends on which version of the Kobo you buy and it was confusing. Yeah. I googled around and checked YouTube videos, but I think Kobo might only have access to Libby or Overdrive and the Kobo store itself. If anyone knows if that's not the case, I'd love to know. Adam, Jill, you are welcome to chime in in the Slack channel. Um, for my own purposes, I got stuck between the books e-reader and the Remarkable. I ended up buying the books Poke 2. Man, the people at the books... Yeah, uh, or is it Pokey? Poke. So <laughs> Probably can't be Poke. <laughs> people, at, people at this company need, need someone on their marketing team to, to, to rethink these uh, these titles for things. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up buying the books Poke 2 because it allows you to access the Google Play Store and it's way less expensive than a Remarkable. I was able to download the Libro FM app, Libby hoopla and cloud library for anyone interested in e-readers definitely take a few days to consider what you want not all e-readers play audiobooks or have the same content available so check those youtube comparison videos for sure seriously youtube reviewers the world is built on them wow that's amazing um i kind of want to try this thing out i know we have kobos coming but um i'm 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 interested in this for sure Uh, amanda wrote in with the wheelhouse which by the way we have to start stealing the wheelhouses from the slack channel because they're so cute um female protagonists that take revenge lost diaries found films in parentheses horror wallflowers that defeat the patriarchy anything by max berry i love that specific but at least you know female astronauts Um, and, uh, you were asking for pictures of the cover of The Return, because I was reading The Return a few weeks ago, and we, because we were curious if Mallory's, um, uh, blurb actually made it on there, and, uh, thank you so much, Amanda, it did make it in there, which is very exciting. I felt, I, I always feel really, like, excited when my blurb makes yeah, it Yeah, that you should, you took the time I to read the book, fancy. to write the blurb, <laughs> it's important. Also, uh, quick bookmark, we have, for the Drunken Live erotica book club uh, reward that all of our amazing maximum fund members unlocked we have chosen an erotica yeah, we chose uh, I, so I, I i started doing some research by myself online trying to find an erotica and Bria can tell you i was immediately a little bit over my head <laughs> i was like oh gosh i don't know this is a world that i don't know uh so i reached out on twitter and we got some really great recommendations um and we finally decided on a novella called Being Neighborly uh, by Maka James. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. And it is an ebook, but it's available on Barnes & Noble, Google Play, Kobo, iBooks, um, in addition to Amazon. And so, yeah, we haven't decided on a date for the Drunken Erotica Book Club yet. It's going to be in September, but we haven't decided on a date yet. Uh, but if you want to get started, uh, this is for all the... I mean, when we... Did we almost picked a horny story for one of our live uh, isolation book clubs, and a lot of people really were crying out for some horniness. Well, guess so what, everybody? Your time to shine. <laughs> guess what? Uh, so that's be- the uh, the novella is called "Being Neighborly" by Maka James, and it's apparently sexy neighbors. We're excited. Sexy neighbors here for it. So you can always email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail dot com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about bird books we're gonna take a quick break hey glassers we're here with you at the very end 
very end this of 2020. <laughs> Maximum fun We're all drive. running. We're very tired. We're thirsty. <laughs> We've been running for a really long time. Our legs are aching. It's the end of the marathon. <laughs> We're about I've to dump Gatorade over both of our heads. <laughs> but it also, I mean... We are very tired, but we are very excited. We love Maximum Fun Drive. It only happens once a year, and it is the best time to sign up to become a member of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. You get to support us, and you get gifts. Gifts, y'all. Lots of great gifts. At the $5 level, you get some really cool gifts. You get uh, all of the bonus content, the BOCO, if you will, uh, <laughs> for Maximum Fun. That's every, all of your favorite Maximum Fun shows does an extra episode every year and they make it really fun and special and weird. And ours is that we talk shit about books, which we never do it on the show. It was our book confession. So if you want to hear Mallory and I, <laughs> it was. So if you want to hear Mallory and I talk shit, you can join at the $5 a month level, which is really not that much. And Part of that money goes to us. Part of that money goes to help pay Maximum Fun. We really super appreciate it. But tell people what they get at the $10 level because it's pretty dope. You get this pin that me and Bria are obsessed with. It's a little enamel pin. Yes. It's a little library card on it. And it says library user. It is incredible. I am like, how do we get one? <laughs> They're so cute. I know. I know. At the $20 level, $20 level, you get you get. The, what, the gorgeous pen. You get the pen any level above it. You get the bonus content, but you also get this really cool gaming set that Maximum Fun made, and you get a Letterpress Maximum Fun membership card. But the gaming set is that has like dice and uh, and cards and all sorts of cute Maximum Fun stuff. And y'all are at home. This is a great <laughs> thing. Um, we also found out this morning that you are able to gift a membership. So if you want someone to get that membership, if you want them to get the game pack and everything, you can gift a membership to somebody. Just go online and they can they can work that out for you. And then at the $35 level, you get this amazing Maximum Fun themed camp mug, which is really, really adorable. Yeah, like a camp mug. That's like the kind that are like, you know, they're like blue and old timing. It looks like someone might be eating chili out of it from like the 1950s. <laughs> An old gold rush prospector. <laughs> yeah, like from a Coen Brothers movie or something like that. You're like, they would be like drinking whiskey out of it when you approached their camp Ooh. in the middle of nowhere. It is very, very cute. And by the way, if you join at any of these levels, we send you something. If you send us your receipt, we send you an invitation to our Slack channel. We yes. know we've already talked about it, but regardless, we are giving you a gift as well. The gift of Slack. So even at the $5 level, you get access to the Maximum Fun Slack channel and you get hours of bonus content because you don't just get the bonus episodes that we did this year. You get the, all the bonus episodes we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, which which are super fun. And we're playing on a few more bonus episodes this year that we want to do personally just for the Max Fun members. You only get those if you subscribe. You get a very you get a special feed if you subscribe. Yes. And so we were far into the drive. We've hit we hit all of our original goals, but we still have some stretch goals to go. What are they, Mallory? So the next one that we're going for at 750 upgrading or new Maximum Fund members that support reading glasses. This is Bria's brilliant idea. I'm so obsessed with this. It's going to be a quarterly page to screen book club where we all together choose and read a book that is either about to be adapted or already has been adapted for film. And we read it together and then we all watch the movie and then we discuss the uh, the differences. We discuss which one we like better. We it's It's going to be super, super fun. Yeah, and you know, I love movies. Mallory loves movies. We both work in the film industry and getting to do something like this has always been something I've wanted to do. So this is very exciting for me. By the way, we already reached the 650 stretch goal, which Mallory thought, Mallory came up with a great idea. 
uh, a lot of the people who listen to this show, we know you're out there. You're writers, and we we are writers as well. And we get a lot of writing questions. And so we're going to do an entire episode dedicated to writing advice because so many people have questions, and we want to be there to answer them. But this is a book podcast, so we've never thought about doing that before. But we reached that goal, 650. So we're going to put together that writing advice episode for you. Mallory had to read the Bible because she's going to have to read the Bible start to finish because of uh, the goals that we have reached. Man, we got to set these goals a little higher next year. Um, <laughs> but during our, our Bible live stream, Mallory uh, found out that VeggieTales is a Christian show. I so thought it was said, about you know, eating if- healthy. Why? I've never seen it. <laughs> Why on earth would I ever assume that a show about a bunch of sentient vegetables was about the Bible? Well, now you know, and knowing is half the battle. And <laughs> at 8.50, if we get 850 people to join, by the end of the day tomorrow, you only have a little while longer, Mallory will watch VeggieTales. And then we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll do a live stream. We'll discuss. Maybe we'll stream it live. I don't know. Very exciting Yeah, stuff. if you want to have a watch party with me and VeggieTales... Here we go. I actually, it's funny. So my boyfriend went to Catholic school and I've been asking him a bunch of questions about VeggieTales and he's getting really mad because he, he had to watch it when he was at school. So uh, he won't, he doesn't want to watch it with me. So you you folks are going to have to do it. Someone's going to have to watch live, yeah. li, li, uh, live stream and, and have a watch party of VeggieTales with me. If we well, get it. We're going to do it if, if we get to 850. Um, and how do you join Mallory? Tell everyone how to go join. It's wicked quick. It's wicked easy. It's faster and easier than than giving us a review on iTunes. You go to MaximumFun.org slash joins. MaximumFun.org slash join. By doing so, you get access to the Slack channel. You get bonus episodes. You help me and Bria pay our bills. You help us pay Sean. You help us feed our pets. You get all you get access to all sorts of fun stuff all these events we're so excited to do all of these things we've had such a great maximum fun drive thank you for participating spreading the word being a part of this community we are very biased but we think we really do have the best listeners we love the glassers you folks are so supportive and so wonderful thank you thank you thank you This week, holy shit, Bria, we're we're talking about bird books. For some reason, this is our single most requested episode. We regularly, literally every week, get emails requesting an episode about bird books. People People love love those birds. People love birds. (laughs) (laughs) We see it in a lot of wheelhouses and we're finally doing it. Bria, what's your feeling on bird books? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Until we started doing this show, I never regularly thought about books about birds. It never was. I never thought, huh, how could I get my hands on a book about a bird? Where can I find, do I have to go to an aviary? Do I need to, t- <laughs> how, how do I figure this out? But because it was in so many goddamn wheelhouses, I was like, I got more curious about this. And as you know, you got bird curious. I got a little bird curious. <laughs> 
That's when uh, you, you're like looking at pictures of birds on your computer at night and then someone walks in and you're like, what? Nothing. No. I wasn't looking at birds. No, what? No. I'm, 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 I'm answering emails. What are you talking about? Um, uh, you know, during quarantine, I put up this bird feeder. I put up a bird feeder a little before quarantine and um, we're still in quarantine in Los Angeles, by the way. Someone sent us an email the other day, the other day and they were like, you put out, uh, there was a question and they were like, at the, towards the end of quarantine and I'm like, when did quarantine end? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, me and Bria were like, what? Um... But during quarantine, I put up this bird feeder and my stepdad gave me and um, I put it up for a long time and no fucking birds came. And I was like, well, this is lame. I don't like this. And then all of a sudden, like one found it and then they all found it. And then it was like I just had a yard of finches, house finches. Um, and I got kind of interested in birds. Um, and so I ended up reading during quarantine a few months ago. I, I realized I hadn't put it on my Goodreads until we did this episode. Um, the Genius of Birds by Jennifer Ackerman, because one of my friends, Jocelyn, is also she's a birder. My mom and stepdad are also birders. So I do know a lot of people who are into birds. And here's the thing about birds. They're smart. That's it. That's all I really have. Uh, but they but they are quite smart. <laughs> and and I think you know, they deserve some books. I don't know. Give birds their day, their day on the bookshelf. <laughs> what, how do you feel about bird books? I, I laughed when we decided to write this episode, but then I thought about it and I realized that I guess I also really like bird yeah, books. Yeah, you've read quite a few. Like I started looking around at my bookshelves and I was like, holy shit, I like bird books. Oh my God. Uh, I like a lot of nonfiction books about birds. I, I think I like nonfiction books about nature in general, mm-hmm. But a lot of my favorites happen to be about birds. Uh, I loved H's for Hawk by Helen McDonald about her journey to tame a goshawk after her father passes away. Uh, I love The Feather Thief, which is about a massive feather heist from a natural history museum. It's all nonfiction. Like, That's cool. totally real story. Like they were stealing like, like a lot of feathers because are they valuable or something? Yes. Huh. Yes, it is so fascinating. Um, And one of my favorite audiobooks of all time is The Raven Master, which is a memoir of the Raven Master of the Tower of London. And I was like, wow, I guess I fucking love bird books. Yeah, I think what we're getting to here also is that there's these books. I think when you say, when originally you say bird books, I'm like, oh, it has to like, the bird has to be the protagonist and uh, memoirs of a bird. bird. It has to be like Big Bird's, you know, autobiography or something. (laughs) Or biography. Ah! I don't know. Um, Like, it has to be like just about a bird. But I think what we're saying is there is a lot of bird-adjacent books. Um, Although Genius of Birds is like straight up just like, here's how birds work. Here's here's a bunch of research about birds. How does a bird work? First, they have feathers. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so I think like what we're getting at is that people say bird books, but I think they do mean a lot more than books just starring a bird as the protagonist going through its bird life, you know, eating worms and Starring bird. (laughs) Do you ever read any bird fiction? Um, I don't read much bird-specific fiction. Um, there's a lot of books I like with birds in the title, but they are shockingly uh, not about birds. Um, for example, Bird Box, All the Birds in the Sky, To Kill a Mockingbird, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. None of these are about birds. Not one of them. Uh, they, they're bird adjacent. What a ripoff. I could go on. Don't be fooled by these false bird advertisements. They think they're trying to convince all you bird folks to read a kill to kill a mockingbird. It's not even about that mockingbird. Uh, anyway, um, I, uh, Hollow Kingdom has a bird protagonist that, uh, fights zombies. It is a tough book to read. We've been talking about this in the Slack channel 
we'll get, quit talking about the Slack channel in a second, I promise. But um, I actually had a lot of trouble with this book because there was some animal death that really disturbed me. But it does have a cool bird protagonist, and they were very cool. I liked it. It was very, it was a, it was a cool protagonist turn, told from the point of view of the bir- bird itself. Um, as a kid, I liked uh, this book called Stella Luna. Do you remember this book? Yeah, I do, because it has a cute little bat on the front. Yeah, it's about a bat who makes friends with birds. So birds are important. There are quite a few little bird kids' books. Um, but I'm, the other books I wanted to throw in there is um, the short story that we just talked about, Mouthful of Birds, uh, from Samantha, Samantha Schweblin's book, Mouthful of Birds. Those birds are not their protagonists, but they do play an important role. Uh, it, but if you like birds, you might not want to read that story. Um, and uh, birds play a pretty important role in Midnight at the Blackbird Cafe. So I think a lot of my reading is bird adjacent. You know, like birds are there, they, but they are definitely like serving the human protagonist story with the exception of um, Hollow Kingdom, which is just a straight up about a bird and that bird's adventures. Uh, what, what about you? Are you reading bird fiction? I'm pretty sure I've never read a novel about a bird. Um, all the bird books I could really think of were nonfiction, like natural histories or memoirs. Um, I would be very open to reading some bird novels. I'm, I, I, I true am bird curious. <laughs> uh, I think the closest I've come are a few books. There's Grief is the Thing with Feathers by Max Porter, which is like this beautiful, tiny surreal little book about grief that comes in the form of a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, Another book that I'm super obsessed with is about a bird painting called The Swan Thieves by Elizabeth Kostova, who wrote The Historian. Um, it's an art history mystery, and I love it so much, but it's just about a bird painting. Mm. Um, but I would be definitely send us your ideas for bird novels. Um, Bria, why do you think people like bird books so much? We are going to have to turn to the listeners on this one. Um I don't know. I was thinking about this. For me, what's interesting about birds is basically they're just like little aliens living among us. Like they live (laughs) right outside your door. And if suddenly, like if birds didn't exist yesterday, but then they exist today, you know what I mean? Like if suddenly something else that flew lit like showed up, you'd be like, holy shit, that thing is flying through the air. Something that is weird for humans. Um, And like... I think we would be really freaked out. Like, let's say tomorrow some other flying thing showed up. We would be really freaked out by them. So I think we do have, like, this fascination with how different they are from us. Their little hollow bones and their little weird bodies and they're <laughs> eating their weight every day and, like, all the weird things that they do. Um, and then what, what's interesting about them, the more you learn about them, is that how intelligent they are and how uh, they have some human traits to them. That's what I learned in The Genius of Birds. That I mean, unfortunately, humans, we are very, like, human centric, right? So we're like, we, everything we do makes the most sense and everything we do makes you intelligent. And so, you know, we ascribe when we're like, oh, well, birds can't do this. They can't figure out how to use tools, but actually they can. And so then we think they're more intelligent because they can use tools. But on the human scale of measurement, they're actually quite smart, but then they have this whole other set of things that they can do that we can. So I think we're just like lucky that like birds aren't, you know, flying around and being huge and being more intelligent. If they all work together, they could take over. Maybe that's our, our obsession with them. Soon as, what's that meme of like, it's like a crow holding a knife. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's a crow holding it's a like knife. It's like a weird picture of a crow holding a knife. Nice. Uh, yeah. If, It'd be pretty, pretty scary. If they learn to use tools in that way, we might be totally fucked. What do you think, Mallory? What do you think is like the, the bird obsession? What makes someone bir- bird curious? <sighs> Is it, is it their little legs? Is I it those crazy legs that they have? <laughs> is it the beak? Birds are pretty cool. 
Um, I when I I remember when I was in call co- I college I actually had to take avian science because mm. I went to college for animal care. Um, and I got an A in that hey. class, by the way. And you do learn a lot of really cool bird facts. And I think if I had to guess, it's like birds are a little more unknowable than mammals. Uh, they're more ancient and, you know, they're descendants of dinosaurs and they're so unlike us physically. So I think they're really evocative for people. And they're because they're, oh my God, a big cloud of, a big uh, flock of birds just flew by my window. Oh my God, they know I'm talking <laughs> about them. Um I also think there's so much, so many birds in mythology that people ascribe a lot of like, they're very, it's very easy to imagine them as mythological, you know? I mean, people who like birds really fucking like birds. They do. And I think it's one of those things that like, once, I mean, just knowing how my, my parents are birders, like once you start to get into it, you can really get into it because you're like, it's the kind of thing you can see every day, right? Because you're walking on the street and like before that was just some random ass flying thing. But now that's like a, uh, you know, a finch from blah, 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 or like whatever. Or you see some rare bird and you're like that. It becomes a hobby that you can do. It's kind of like Pokemon Go. Do you remember Pokemon Go? <laughs> do you, yes. you, so are you saying birders were the original Pokemon They're Go They're the original players? Pokemon Go players where you'd walk around and you'd like find things on your phone. Well, now you find them like in the actual air. It's Pokemon Go for adults. I played Pokemon Go, That's, so it was that adults, is I guess. amazing. <laughs> uh, I hope your mom emails us with some bird book suggestions. Uh, I reached out, and they did not have many fiction suggestions. Fiction was tough. Yeah, fiction is tough. So you can send your thoughts on bird books <laughs> to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com Before we test out some book tech, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is supported in part by BookNix, a teacher-facilitated interactive subscription box and online book club for middle grade readers. Wow, I can't think of a better sponsor for Reading Glasses. <laughs> BookNix is amazing. It's a curated selection of books for different reading and development levels. Um, it's offered every month with big idea questions, weekly emailed reading guides, and monthly activities that correspond with the theme of the book to help readers engage more deeply with the material. So if you have kids, you've been very frustrated in quarantine trying to find stuff for them to do, <laughs> stuff for them to keep to keep them busy, BookNix is absolutely perfect. Also, if you just love middle grade books, no matter what age you are, this is absolutely fantastic. So at the end of the month, kids can participate in an interactive teacher-led virtual book club with teachers and other students from around the country. That is cool. Yeah, and y'all know how much you love our virtual book clubs? Imagine how much your kids will love it. So get 20% off your first month at booknix.com. That's B-O-O-K-N-I-C-K-S when you use the promo code GLASSES20 at booknix.com. GLASSES20. Now it's time to look at some book tech, advances in bookish technology. This week, we had two different listeners write in about a hot book tech tip. Uh, First off, Rachel wrote in saying, Dear Reading Glasses, it's not fancy. It's not expensive. It keeps crumbs and snack residue off your fingers and out of your book butt. You don't have to look at it. I feel like she's doing an advertisement. Can you do it in an advertisement voice? Can you do it in like a selling... If you want to do it. It's not fancy. It's not expensive. It keeps the crumbs out of your... You know, like that, like a 1940s... If you want to do that. There we go. No, go ahead. You go. Go ahead. Uh, It only requires one hand. It's probably in your house already. It's your old friend, the cup. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just put my snacks in a cup and pour them into my mouth as needed. Medium to large plastic cups are best. Peak performance with small, hard snacks like M&M's, but I've had success with stuff as large and messy as Cheeto Puffs. In general, the less your mm-hmm. snack sticks to itself, the better this works. This is basically the <laughs> only way I can snack while when reading because I can't handle having messy fingers. I hope this helps someone. Marty wrote in. Yeah, with the same idea saying, I eat chips while I read, sometimes popcorn and mixed nuts. The easiest way for me to eat them without touching them is make and making a mess is using a giant plastic cup. I would load the cup with chips, usually the smaller sized ones like mini cheesels. What's a cheesel? You're about to find out. Oh, and mini and mini puffs. And while I read, I tip the cup into my mouth like I'm drinking it. The chips go straight to my mouth and my hands are clean so I can turn the page of a paperback easily. There is no need, need to look at the cup or the chips unless I need to check if there's any left. The key position... Oh, wow. We're really getting into this. The key position... <laughs> the key is to position the cup in my mouth correctly so the chips don't fall off the side of my face and to choose the right size chips. Crumbs are very minimal. FYI, I'm from Australia. Good day, Sean. So those mini cheesels might not be available in the U.S. Who knows what they are? We'll never know. (laughs) I'm sure there are many other chips you can put in your cup, though. Hope this helps. Chips for life. Wow. All right, Bria. So we tested out... We tested out these cups. Cups. (laughs) Bria, (laughs) what did you think? (laughs) Cups. Have you heard of them? <laughs> I've heard of these cups. Um, I use them. I use cups every day. I didn't. Nev- I never thought of this. This is a less a book tech and more of a book hack. I would say more of a book um, tip, maybe. But um, uh, yeah, um, I use them. I do. I do use them for snacks sometimes. Where I will put. Um, if I'm eating something that I'm like, oh, I don't need to eat the entire plastic container of Trader Joe's uh, chocolate covered almonds right at this very moment. So I'll put like some into a cup so that way I don't take the whole container up to the TV room and then eat them all while I'm watching a movie. And then I'm like, oh, I just ate like so so many and then my <laughs> stomach is going to hurt. Um, so I do use it for that. But I did the tipping in the mouth idea. I, I like filled in my cup with um, popcorn. I tried it with popcorn and I tried it with chocolate covered nuts. I was. And so did you did you do the boom chicka pop that was sent to us? Yes, I did boom chicka pop because we have some. We have a lot. We still have a couple bags left. I found it worked better. <laughs> God, this is dorky. Sean is really gonna hate this. Um, <laughs> I found it worked better with heavier items. So the chocolate covered <laughs> nuts I felt were better because they could use gravity to get to my mouth. <laughs> Did you try this? How did it work for you? Uh, oh, how, how, how many pages? Oh, oh, oh. Cups, writing cups. Not Now, we're not writing cups for drinking. We feel like they really achieve that. <laughs> cups are really... Cups, number one for five drinking. Five for drinking. Um, for this, the popcorn worked pretty well. Um, it felt like I was uh, trying to do a magic trick the whole time, though. It was like, oh, where am I? I, I like... I don't know. Like, I felt like I was, like, a little distracted, but maybe if I, like, got into the groove of it. So I would I would give cups... <laughs> I would give cups a good four out of five. Five out of five for heavy items, though, because you can control it because I drink a lot of drinks with ice in them anyway, so, like, I'm used to controlling heavy things hitting my teeth. Oh, my God. Free grant. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mallory? How do you, how do you feel about cups? Uh, absolutely incredible. Big cup fan. Um, so, okay. I- I tested this out with the Boom Chicka Pop popcorn sent to us. Uh, 
Someone sent us Thank a big you, box of Boom Chicka Pop popcorn. Couldn't find the little piece of paper that's if there was one that said who it was, but we really appreciate it. Popcorn itself was very good. First off, popcorn, perfect reading snack. This popcorn was just like perfectly salted. Big fan of the Boom Chicka Pop. Oh. I don't know if we're actually doing an episode where we talk about it, but this Boom Chicka Pop gets a five out of five for me. Delicious. Um, So I made a truly foolish mistake, a rookie move, uh, by testing this out with the wrong kind of cup. At first, uh, I tried it with a big, heavy ceramic mug and definitely almost broke my front teeth. (laughs) No, 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 no. Terrible idea. And then I tried it with a plastic cup. It definitely works. Absolute success. Popcorn, even though it was really good, was sort of tough for this. You know that gif from like King of the Hill where Bobby's like putting chips on his chest and sticks his tongue out to get them? No, I think what we've proven in this episode is that you know more about gifs and memes than me. I do really like a gif and a meme. Um, but you kind of <laughs> have to, You ha- if you put use the Boom Chicka Pop for this, you kind of have to eat them like a chameleon, like stick your tongue out to like stick the popcorn to it. Oh, I see. Yeah, because that's the problem is that the gravity means meant for me that they would all just like hit my mouth at the same time and yeah. it was just like not working. Um, but for something smaller, uh, I th- I think that Rachel has it right. Uh, peak performance is definitely with, uh, what did she say? Uh, small, hard snacks for sure. Yeah. Um, so Den- what- dense and heavy, dense and heavy. That's yes. what you want, but not too heavy. You like don't I- want to put like a rock in there. I <laughs> don't eat those rocks. Uh, don't eat it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I tried out trail mix for this. Absolutely perfect. Oh yeah. F- pl- peak yeah. performance, flawless. So four out of five pages, five out of five pages, depending on the cup, depending on the snack combo. Um, <laughs> pretzels would be really good for this too. Um, like I got oh, yeah. some gluten-free pretzels the other day and they were by Snyder's. They were delicious. Um, Marty actually sent in a picture of her snack cup that is big with a wide mouth. That is the ideal cup for this. You need to like find your perfect cup. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I actually used a little squat cup that was uh, ceramic and it to- it worked. It worked. But a plastic cup I could see being better. Yes. Uh, we love this. So you can send your book ideas to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, so let's solve a reader problem from one of our listeners. Uh, oh my God, I forgot this, this reader problem is so yeah. good. Um, Lillian from Cedar Point, previously Louisiana, says, I previously sent in a reader question about how to find a comfortable reading position with limited space, which you had great advice for. Recently, I started back at my job working at an amusement park, which takes 50 to 60 hours a week and leaves me with little energy or time to read. One of the most valuable opportunities I have is my lunch break. But when I try to read in the employee cafeteria, I inevitably find myself surrounded by coworkers. I know you've addressed people interrupting reading before, but I'm not sure how not to be rude when it's people I work with, especially when I work with some of these people more hours than I sleep a week. Do I just take my book on a roller coaster at this point? Uh, you know those photos that you get off of like Splash Mountain or like <laughs> yeah, Space yeah, yeah. Mountain or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called? Of like, I really desperately want a photo of me and you on those roller coasters, but during like, the photo, it's you and it's us reading. reading. That's actually very funny. I love this and idea. And I like when I'm with someone who thinks um, to plan. They're like, when you go over that last hill, make sure, and they have like a plan. They're like, we'll all make a real serious, you know, and I'm like, oh, what a... I love I love, I love someone it. who can plan something like that. Bria, what should Lillian do? Well, Mallory, this must be, I mean, this just shows y'all how backlogged we are on these emails because I assume this amusement park is not open right now. When was it sent? Uh, I have no okay. idea. I will say, folks, we get a 
fuckload of emails. So that's why but sometimes it takes me months to get back to people. I am so sorry, but we, we get a lot of emails. Yeah, I assume this is pre-COVID, but you're going to have this problem once COVID is over. So um, my first advice for like, and this is anybody, you know, you're, a, you're in a situation where you can, you know, people are going to be talking to you during l- your lunch hour, the only time you could read. I think having a book you could jump in and out of might help. So maybe a short story book or something that pe- you won't be angry if people interrupt because it like, you can be like, oh, I'm not like in the middle of this chapter, in the middle of this, you know, 400 page novel or this honker or whatever. So something you can kind of jump in and out of. Um, and you can even use that as a... Um, oh, uh, you know, I, you're reading this short story and you're like, oh, they someone sit down and you're like, oh my God, I'm almost done with my story. Hold on one second. You know, like I think something like that. This is a problem for me on sets because um, a lot of times on my lunch break, I do kind of want to be alone because I've been very busy and 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 you, you all eat kind of in the same area and I want to bring my book with me. So I do really get this. What I usually do is I go eat somewhere else. I take my lunch outside, um, or, or a lot of times what I'll do, so I'm not being completely unfriendly, is I will go and, uh, sit down before everyone else, eat with everyone pretty quickly, and then go, yeah, I'm gonna go outside and read my book for a bit, and then I get, like, a good 15 minutes in of reading or something before I have to go back to set, and I think people, they get that, because you've, you've spent time with them, you've had this great conversation, you've talked about your day or whatever you need to do to, like, bond with your coworkers. I'm saying this like it's not important. It's totally important. It's great to bond with your coworkers. But I, but also like I am a person who who needs that alone time to recharge and um, just having a book or something and bringing your book with you and then physically go, oh, you know, I think I'm going to go read outside. And once people realize that's your habit, I think that they won't think it's strange. And then you I, I mean, for me, I'm always trying to be polite. So, of course, I'm going to go and talk to people for a little bit. Uh, what, what do you think about this? What 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 should um, uh, what should Lillian do? Incredible. I think this is one of the best problems we ever had to solve. Yeah. Um and I understand this because this always used to be my problem um, because I always read on my lunch break. Um, and I, But I do have a lot of strong opinions on okay. this. And I know it feels rude. I, I definitely understand. I am very confrontation averse. I don't like be, I don't ever want to be rude, but it's absolutely okay to ask people to le- let you read in peace. It is absolutely okay to tell people to leave you the fuck alone. Sit in a corner and enjoy your book. Remember, this is your break. They are the ones intruding on your break. You don't owe them. It, like Bria said, it's great to bond with your coworkers, but you don't owe them your time. It is literally your break. You have to work with them. You get, you might, I mean, especially if you're working in an amuse park, amusement park environment, you're probably talking to them on your shift anyways. Mm-hmm. This is your time. It's called a break for a reason. <laughs> and it's not rude to take your break however you want. They wouldn't think it was rude if you went outside to have a cigarette or took a walk, right? You know, so if someone interrupts you, you just answer their question and get back to reading. If they won't stop talking to you, just say, hey, hold on, let me finish this chapter and we can finish talking in a bit. You know, if anything, they should feel bad for interrupting you. Yeah, or if- I mean, I don't think they should feel bad for interrupting you the first time. Right. I think that like what we're talking about really here is setting boundaries and no one knows what your boundaries are until you tell them. Like that's, that's the thing about, we can't assume like this person may be like, I hate books. I assume you hate reading that book. You know, (laughs) I don't know what that person assumes, but the moment you say like, oh, let me just finish this chapter. Oh, I'm going to go read over here. Then you've set that boundary for somebody. And, and I think we're really advocating also for location based boundaries. If you can go read somewhere else, sort of. Yes. Well, and I also get it. Like I remember for a while I I worked at a pet supply store Mm. and it used to drive me nuts because I wanted to read and I didn't want anyone to bother me in the break room, but I also didn't want to take the time to walk out. Like we were, it was this massive place and I didn't want to spend my break time walking all the way out to the parking lot Mm -hmm. 
finding my car and that like it would would have been like 10 minutes taken out of my 30 minute break. So I get it if you just want to use the break room just so you can get every fucking second that this world, uh, this horrible capitalist society that we lives in gives you to, to take take your break. Uh, but Bria, 100 percent. This is about setting a boundary. And after you've said, hey, I'm just going to read for a bit or I'm going to finish this chapter or I'm going to finish the story. It's on them. You know, so just keep reading yeah and i think people don't, don't stop I think people, like most people should respect that i think it's just that a lot of people may not even recognize it to begin with you know so like most people yes. on their break maybe they want to catch up or you know talk about whatever people talk about on breaks politics i don't know fashion what do people talk about <laughs> i will say there are a lot of people especially people who don't read for for recreation that assume that you're reading because you're bored mm. or you're reading because you have nothing else yeah, to yeah, do yeah. so that maybe they're like oh no you know lillian's reading in the corner she needs someone to talk to and you know as soon as you express to them that like, no, this is actually what I want to be yeah. doing. This is how I want to spend my break. Most people who are kind and considerate will be like, oh, cool. As long as you're fine. Yeah. You know, or just buy a reading glasses tote bag that says, do not disturb the reading. How about that? Yes. And just like wear it on your head as a hat. <laughs> uh, so if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy and Jessica who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. So if you enjoy this episode and you enjoy this podcast, remember, it's the last 24 hours of the Maximum Fun Drive right now. You can go to MaximumFun.org slash join right at this moment to sign up and help support us every month. There are all sorts of different levels of support starting at just $5 a month. And even that $5 gets you access to hours and hours of bonus reading glasses and Maximum Fun content. It gets you access to the Slack channel. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate the support from you. Yeah, it's been an amazing couple of weeks or three, three, four, whatever many weeks. Um, and we really appreciate it. We have <laughs> Till, you have till tomorrow. You can still join at MaximumFun.org slash join. You can still get the cool pen. You can still help us out. You can join any time of the year, but this is the best time of the year to join. And this is the only time you can join the Slack channel. It's the only time you can get the pen. And you can help us reach that goal. You can help us get to the movie book club, uh, movie slash book club that we're really looking forward to. We really would love to reach these goals. We super appreciate all of your help. Uh, MaximumFun.org slash join. So putting out the show every week, especially in a pandemic, it's a lot of work for me and Bria and Sean. And it's really only made possible from listeners like you. Our, we love our Maximum Fun supporters. They really, really have made all the difference for us during the past, you know, five months of absolute bonkers world chaos. It's it's been, a, it's been a time and we are so, so grateful for the folks who have signed up so, to support us every month. So don't miss out on all the gifts and rewards. Remember, we get 850. I have to watch VeggieTales. <laughs> you, you can watch it with me. It's going to be ridiculous. So you can go to MaximumFun.org slash join right now. Glasses. Glasses. <laughs>